because dating isn't always great. I'm Amy Heltz, and this is the Dating Disasters Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dating Disasters Podcast. I'm Amy Heltz, your hostess, and I am thrilled to have you here for today's episode. Today's episode is actually kind of a part two of an episode that I recorded quite some time ago called The Parent Project. And if you have not listened to the episode, I highly recommend it. If you are a single parent, you have to listen to it because it will sort of serve as a reminder of how your priorities and your dating strategy looks to someone who doesn't have kids. In the episode, I talk about someone that I met from the East Coast who was a single dad who was looking for more of a mom to fit into his family unit versus a woman to date. And in the episode, I talk about my frustration with sort of always having to deal with the dad when I really wanted to get to know the man. I do know that when you are a single parent, that you aren't two separate people. But sometimes it's okay to put the parent part aside and really let someone get to know you. You might be a parent now, but you weren't always. So who is that person? What is that person like? You have interests outside of raising children. You had a whole life before you had them. And when you're dating, especially when you're open to meeting people who don't have children, that's the person they want to get to know. Being a good parent and your children being your priority is a great quality. Absolutely 100%. It was actually one of the things that I really liked about this guy. But you also want to be able to just be the person. I really wanted to get to know the guy and I was always dealing with the dad. That made it really, really challenging. And I didn't love it, honestly. I felt like we operated in two completely different worlds and there was never going to be middle ground. But I did give the relationship a shot. We did spend time together and try to figure out how things could work and they just couldn't. One thing I talk about in my online program, the Online Dating Results Method, is how important it is to be clear about who you are and what you actually want and need. When you are clear, it makes it very easy to navigate situations like this. You know, I thought maybe we could be on the same page, that there might be middle ground. When you start to see that there isn't, when you're really clear about the kind of relationship and the kind of person you want, it does make it easier to just accept that it's not a fit and to move on. No hard feelings, no fight, no nothing. You're just not a fit. 
And that's what happened between he and I. However, me thinking back then that we were not a fit based on just our completely different lifestyle and what we wanted in those moments and in the near future really just pales in comparison to what was brought to my attention now. So when I can say that it was crisis averted, I am telling the truth in this situation. I mean, have you ever kind of dated someone and then you break up or you just go your separate ways and you find out sometime later that they have just done something ridiculous or, or just, I mean, yeah, ridiculous is really the only word I can think of, that they really just aren't the person that you thought they were. And it's kind of shocking because maybe when you were dating them, you didn't see any indication of this. That's why this episode is sort of a part two to the parent project, because this individual who I briefly had a relationship with came back up on my radar a few weeks ago and he came back up because I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw a tweet and I saw his name and he was making national news. (laughs) Now, there are really, really bad things to make national news for. Okay, so that, that is not the case here. But the level of, to me, ridiculousness is pretty high with this one. When I was spending time with this guy, he did have a lot of really great qualities. You know, he was a really good dad. He was really smart. He was an attorney. So, you know, he had to go to law school and and get through that and pass the bar. And that's not easy. So you have to be smart. You have to be logical. Now, we all know not every attorney is good, but still you have to have some kind of intelligence to at least get to practice law in the first place. I never saw any indication from him that he shared any kind of, um, I don't know what I want to call them, like severe views, maybe. He seemed really logical. We did not talk about politics really at that point because it really wasn't too much of a sticking point. You know, a lot of things changed with the election in 2016 and the subsequent four years. And honestly, things are still changing now as we're watching the aftermath of that four years. And we're dealing with all of the long-term damage and trying to undo it. And we're also dealing with a complete division among political parties right now. And for a long time, political parties were different, but they were not as complete opposite as they are now. So when I was dating this guy, politics really didn't come into play. 
Because then, even if you had more conservative views, they weren't extreme, generally speaking. Now, I'm pretty liberal. I believe in equality for all people, always. And I have a lot of friends who are conservative who also believe in that. So it, it wasn't such a large or, you know, obvious distinction like it is now. So when I was trying to have a, a relationship or I guess getting to know him and we were getting to know each other, that wasn't something that ever came up. And from his behavior, you know, he was involved in his community. He was a good dad. He was very family oriented. So not just dad, but he wanted, you know, a family unit. He had a really great business that he took a lot of pride in. And he just seemed like a normal guy. So when I'm reading this tweet about a particular lawmaker, a state lawmaker, who is taking up a, um, he is suing a retail chain to have a particular book placed in apparently a more adult section. Imagine my surprise when I see the name of said lawmaker. I about fell off my sofa because the person I knew, sure, I mean, I don't know, maybe you had these views. We never talked about it, but there was no concern for how a retailer was handling books. It never even came up. And I did know that this guy was running for state office. I was aware of that. And I remember seeing some of his campaign ads and I thought, wow, you know, he looks really different. He changed his appearance to look a lot more like what you would expect from that party at that time, which was not how he really looks in real life. Honestly, there were some highlights like the hair was lightened. Uh, there was a tan it looked like maybe there were some teeth whitening going on because now you're a candidate and you want to win. And he won. He won the seat in his state legislator, le legislature. And then I see this tweet. And I had heard before I actually read the tweet about a lawmaker in this particular state who was actually going to proceed with this court case. He was actually taking the case and representing another member of the state legislature who wanted to bring the lawsuit. And because he's an attorney, he was representing that other state legislator. I mean, okay, but what are we doing? Like, hello, what is happening right now? Because I never had any indication in getting to know him that there was anything, that they had any controversial views about anything. And now we have someone who, even during their campaign, is feeding into a narrative that isn't true. I saw some of his campaign signs and he, 
was talking about critical race theory, which is right now a really hot talking point that really has no substance and doesn't really happen until you're in college. I know he is smart enough to know that. So I guess that also makes him smart enough to know what resonates with the base and what gets voters to turn out. But I have to tell you, when I saw that tweet, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? How ridiculous. And I had known that over time after we lost touch, I mean, we did stay in touch for a while very casually after we decided it couldn't work out because we had no hard feelings. And just as some time went on, you just lose touch. You get busy. It's not a priority. And there was no problem. There was no huge fight. There was nothing. It was just kind of, it faded out, which is totally normal. But over that time, between then and when I'm reading this tweet, I mean, I had known that he had moved on with his life and that he had some, you know, he had a family. He made some changes to his business. And I remember thinking we never would have fit because this person just wouldn't be a fit for me, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't have been a fit for him either. If we did fit, we would have fit and we would have figured out how to make it work. So it's not like I didn't see this very gradual change about things, but they weren't really that obvious or that big of a deal until I saw some of his campaign stuff and then he won the seat and then I see this tweet and now the story that I've heard about the state legislator now has a name and to me a face. It's crazy. I mean, here is someone who is educated, who has common sense, and who really has a lot of really good ideas. You know, I am certain that he has some really solid ideas that could really make his community and his state better. And he wastes his time on some bullshit thing. Something that has been just going on forever and been completely under the radar until, you know, this whole attack about books and children being sexualized, which also not okay ever, but children understanding Other sexual preferences is, I mean, that is part of life. Children seeing a same-sex couple, that is part of life. It is okay to have those discussions when they are old enough to understand and to comprehend. But it's it's a very common thing. A lot of these kids have parents that are the same sex. Okay. A lot of these children are not going to be straight. That's okay. That's being human. That is nothing new. 
But all of a sudden, we have to protect them from these ideas as though like they hear about it and they decide that that's what they're going to do. It doesn't work that way. So now you have this person who probably has really, really great ideas elected to a lawmaking position in a state and he's wasting his own time with this complete farce, suing a major retailer over where they put the book. I was stunned. And I have to be honest, in this world and in this life, especially the last, you know, six or seven years, not much surprises me. It, I am really difficult to shock. But when I saw that tweet, I actually shouted, oh my fucking God, out loud. Because I was stunned. The person that I knew, this, this was not the same person. And I guess it's just that important lesson that people change over time. And had he been that person or had there been any indication of those ideas when I was getting to know him, I, that would have been it. I mean, our first date would have been the end. In the Parent Project episode, I actually talk about when we first met. And there were a couple red flags. When he walked up to greet me, he actually came out here so we could meet. We had talked for a little bit on the phone and he came out. I live on the West Coast, so he had to fly out. And as he walked up to me, I was looking at him and he kind of looked like his picture, enough that I would recognize him, but something just kind of seemed off. And so I asked him, I was like, yeah, something about your face. Like, I mean, his height was what he said it was. His build was what he said it was. His, you know, his hair color, his eye color, everything that he described himself as was true. But I couldn't figure out what just didn't look right. And right away, he was like, oh, yeah, because it wasn't my picture. So I was like, wait, what? Because I am huge on people using accurate and current photos. It is such a problem with online dating. People don't have accurate photos. They show up on the date and you don't recognize them. And it happened to me too. I did an episode about that. My very first episode, You Can't Hide Height, was all about that. And here, this guy right away freely admits that, nope, it's not his picture. And of course, logically, I have a million questions now before I even take a step in any direction, whether it's to go to dinner or to go back to my car, because I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. And he explained to me that because he's an attorney with his own practice, he did not want his pictures online because some other people in his office may be online too, and he didn't want them to know his business. Now that is a totally legitimate reason to maybe not even have a photo at all, but he actually took someone else's photo, someone that was a really close match, 
So when I was like, how can you do that? Like that's someone else's picture. So of course the attorney in him explains to me that it's public domain. He can take it and he did. So I'm not sure about, you know, his explanation. I'm not sure about my mindset in that moment that I actually still agreed to have dinner with him. I don't know if somehow the explanation made sense. I mean, even now it makes sense to me, but I still think it's weird. And that's how it started. We spent time getting to know each other. And like I said, you know, he was a great dad. He was involved in his community. I'm sure he is still a great dad. He wasn't a bad person. And I never saw any indication that we would be like going in a completely wild direction, feeding into a political narrative. And I don't know what has gone on with him specifically since our last conversation. So I, I don't know if there was something that made him decide he wanted to take his life in a different direction or take it to kind of this extreme. He never seemed really to worry about the spotlight. He didn't seem to have an ego any larger than you would expect from someone in the legal profession. You know, he wasn't an, an attention hound. It wasn't always all about him. He was trying, you know, to compromise, especially as we were getting to know each other. So I don't know when it really became this politician. And it was just so weird to watch. And then even weirder to hear the story about the legislator, but then to find out it was him. So in the time that I spent with him, when I was visiting him on the East Coast, and we were talking about just what life could look like, there are things in my life that are really important to me. And the same things that were important to me then are important to me now. They're just part of who I am. And he was really making a great effort to get to know me and to get to understand those things, what kind of life I want to have too. And, you know, I love animals. And he was telling me, well, you know, you love animals. And he had a pilot's license. So he had an idea to fly his plane to transport animals to different shelters across the country which happens. I mean, that's, that's something that happens every day in this country. Thank goodness for these pilots moving animals to other cities where they will be more likely to be adopted. It saves lives. And these pilots are volunteer. They use their own planes or someone volunteers their plane and the pilot volunteers their time. He mentioned that he would be open to doing that, that I could coordinate it and then he could fly. At the time, I was just going through my training to be a Pilates instructor. I was a surgical device rep, and I just got tired of watching people suffer from problems <laughs> and getting them solved by surgery. You know, I wanted to do something to help people prevent that stuff from happening. So I 
took advantage of my salary, my high salary and my time that I had. And I trained to become a Pilates instructor. So I wasn't finished at that time. I was still doing it, but I had a lot of interest in pursuing that. And another option that he discussed would be, hey, we could open a Pilates studio on the beach and I could run the business. I could teach and it could be my business. He was really making a, a, a case for us to be able to move on with this relationship, showing me how he thought I could have what I wanted in my life while he could still have what he wanted, which was really great. That was a really nice quality, to be honest. It didn't change the fact that we were just not going to be compatible because we just were not really headed in the same direction. We weren't looking for the same kind of partner. And he already had a life and I was still building mine. I didn't want to live someone else's. I wanted to have my own. I had already lived someone else's. I had already moved to where someone else lived thinking it was a metropolitan area and it would be okay. And it was not. You can check out more about that in my episode, Dallas Disaster, parts one and two, part three coming soon. <laughs> but we just were not going to be compatible, even though he made a really strong case to show how maybe we could. How does that person get here to this lawsuit over this complete garbage? It was a really important lesson for me. The person you meet now in 10 years is going to grow and evolve. We all are constantly doing that. I'm pretty much the same person I was 10 years ago. I'm a little more mature. I've made a lot of mistakes that I've learned from. I'm constantly learning. I'm expanding as a human in the way that I look at the world, in the way that I spend my time, in the way that I support the things that are important to me. But my core values and the core of me as a person has always been the same. The way I express it is a little bit different as I grow and evolve. But someone who knew me when I was 20 and knows me now knows the same person. That is not always the case. And this person, this situation was my reminder of that because people are always growing and evolving. They have different interests. They go in a different direction for different reasons. And was he always this person? I mean, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I know he is smart enough to know that critical race theory is not taught in school. Is he really that sort of willing to sell out to get the votes? I don't know. Honestly, I never thought about it. I never looked at him as a potential politician. He didn't strike me as that kind of person. He was busy with his business and his son and volunteering in his community. So I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what I thought. You know, sometimes you meet people and you're like, oh yeah, they're going to be a politician. 
someone else that I dated, I mean, they were very clear about their ambition. They actually wanted to be appointed as the ambassador to the country where their family was from. So I knew that about them. And that motivated a lot of what they did politically with their vote because they wanted consistency in their voting so a certain party could appoint them. That has not happened, by the way, for that person yet. And this was quite a while ago. But sometimes you have indications that people want these things. But I have to say, I was really shocked and relieved that that relationship didn't work out. Now, does that mean he would have gone down this same road if our relationship had worked out? I'm going to guess no, because those things are completely contrary to who I am as a person. So I don't know if he just wanted to fill a, a, like someone's idea of what he should be. I don't know if he always felt this way. And because at the time, stuff wasn't controversial. Parties had different ideas, but they weren't contrary like they are now. I don't know if that was, if that was why. I don't really know what happened. I just know that this guy is not at all the person that I knew. And I was really grateful when I read that tweet that I was self-aware enough to know that we would not be a fit. Crisis averted. Now, again, that doesn't mean he would still be this person if we were in that relationship. Maybe not. Maybe because I'm not that way. So maybe he would have come more to the way that I am. Maybe he would be flying those animal rescue flights. And maybe we would have had a business on the beach. I don't know. But I do know that this person is not anyone that I would ever even think about going on a date with. I have some girlfriends who are single and they are very focused on not dating people like this guy. <laughs> they, they will not go out with people who support a particular candidate because you are aligning yourself with those ideals. And to them and to me, those ideals are just complete bullshit. So they're being very particular based on political preference and understanding of what's going on in our country and in the world right now. They will not even give someone a chance because they are very clear about what works for them and what they want to align themselves with. And that reminds me, you know, when I think of this situation with this state legislator, I think a lot about my girlfriends. They're able to avoid a scenario like this because they understand that it just wouldn't be a fit. I cannot imagine my boyfriend running a campaign that, that has this narrative, I, I mean, no, it, it just wouldn't happen. I mean, 
not only because my boyfriend wouldn't do that. He doesn't want to be a politician. He completely disagrees with that platform. But no, no, that relationship would just not work out, especially if he was just doing it to feed the narrative to get the votes. I mean, let's think about the scenario. Either this guy is not smart enough to know that the things he was saying and he was raising as concerns during his campaign are not true. So either he's a complete moron or he knows they're not true and he's just going along with it even though he doesn't believe it so he can get the votes. So then he's a phony and people are unfortunately buying into it. He's, do, he's saying what he needs to say to get the votes. Or he was always this way. I mean, none of those scenarios are good. None of them. None is better than, than the other. They're all terrible. And they all make me really grateful that I was so clear back then about what I was looking for that I was able to just know it wasn't a fit. And I didn't know any of this about him back then. But really, it, it's, it's definitely a whew, wipe the sweat from my brow. Glad that was, um, glad that didn't work out. And it was also very shocking, sort of infuriating because you're feeding a narrative that is false and that creates problems for the whole country. But also really disappointing, really disappointing that somebody would handle things in that way. And maybe, you know, going on a couple dates, you get to know someone. Do you respect them? I mean, you have to have some kind of level of respect if you're going to go out a couple times, you know. So you kind of expect more maybe. And when I saw that, I really, at the time when I knew him, never would have thought that he would have been a sellout. And again, I don't know if it was if he's a sellout or if he just always felt this way and never said anything about it. But I think if you are concerned about critical race theory now and you have a kid, you were probably concerned about it then when you had a kid also. And you were, you know, a really hands-on parent paying attention to what was going on. I don't think you just all of a sudden developed this concern now that your kid is older and your kid is actually old enough to understand American history as it's supposed to be taught. And your kid is not in college where what you're talking about is actually taught. So I don't know. I just really, it, it was just, so I mean, when you have those moments and you're in, you know, you're trying to get to know someone and you start to see little flecks of, hmm, maybe this wouldn't work out, or you just kind of know it's not a fit for me, it's okay to just step away. Think about this story. <laughs> you know, when you are going out with someone and you just really don't see that it's a fit and maybe you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, 
make this, this, let this be your cautionary tale. I mean, the person could end up being completely the opposite of what you thought they were. And then what? You know, I mean, I guess then you just break up with them at that point, but you've already wasted a lot of time because you've invested time and energy and everything else. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know where his political career is going to go, but I do know that I am very, very, very glad that I am not attached to that situation in any way. It was really quite a a lucky break for me that we just weren't compatible. But I was able to make that decision and I was so clear because I took the time to really understand who I was and what I needed in another person and from a relationship. And that's something that a lot of people do not take the time to do. If you're online dating or you're just dating in general, and you have not taken the time to really figure out who you are, who you really are, the kind of person you are, the kind of things you need. And if you're not really honest about that with yourself and you're not comfortable with it, you are going to have a very difficult time finding your match. It won't matter what kind of relationship you're looking for. It's just going to be very difficult because you're not going to be clear enough. You're going to think maybe every date should work out or maybe that every date won't. But you really have to spend that time to understand who you are. Me understanding who I am is what helped me see that that relationship just wasn't a fit. And again, most relationships are not going to work out. The majority of them aren't. So you have to be prepared for that. You can't go into dating thinking, well, I'm dating this guy and I got to make it work. No, you don't. Get clear with who you are and what you really want in a relationship and in your life, the kind of person, the kind of partner that you need and get comfortable with it. You know, I mean, I caught a lot of flack for the decisions I made when I was a single girl because I was clear about who I was and what worked for me didn't work for other people. And there's a tendency in other people, particularly maybe our families or our friends, who think that what works for them should be what we're doing. And I have to tell you, that's not the case. What works for you is very, very subjective. And that's how it's supposed to be. But you have to be living your truth, not what someone else tells you you should be doing. And when you're able to do that, you can actually make really smart decisions. You give a relationship or or a date, whatever kind of relationship you're looking for, you vet the person, you give them an opportunity. And if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. It's not a problem because you're clear and you know what you need and you're not going to settle for what you don't need. In my online program, the online dating results method, I cover this from start to finish. 
If you are not familiar with my program, you can head over to amyhelt.com. You will get my seven essential tips for online dating absolutely free right when you get to my website. And I'm telling you, these are the seven tips that will change the way you date online. These tips are the very things that I used when I was online dating to completely change my results. And they are absolutely free. My favorite part about that, I mean, second to it being free, is that they're simple. The process is not complicated. These tips are not complicated. You could head over to amyhelp.com right now, get them for free, and right away start implementing them. And if you are someone that is super serious about getting the online dating results that you really want, if you are just tired of going on the dud dates and you're frustrated and you've invested so much time and energy and money into these online dating memberships and you're just not getting a return on your investment, you have to check out the online dating results method. I put together an entire program to help you navigate online dating, to get the most out of those online dating memberships, and to help you get the online dating results that you are really looking for. It will change the way you date online. It'll change the way you look at it. It'll change the way you handle it. And it'll change the way you feel about it. And if you follow the process, it'll change your results. It's absolutely amazing. It is a first of its kind program. No one else even thinks about the things I teach in this program, let alone actually teaches it. Because all of the information is taken from all of the things that I had to learn myself. I had an amazing amount of success dating online. And that doesn't mean that every person I met turned into some long relationship. It does mean that I was always meeting the kinds of people I wanted to meet. That I was going on a large amount of really high quality dates. I mean, were there some duds? Of course. I mean, jackasses are everywhere, you know, and they sometimes do a really good job of hiding. <laughs> That's just a reality. But I had so many more good dates and the things that I learned that I share with you, that I teach you so you have that information in your toolbox those tools are the things that helped me make really good choices that prevented me from really trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. It gave me the opportunity to have options. It taught me how to search. I mean, all these things that I am more than happy to share with you. So if you are seriously frustrated with online dating, and you want to change your results, you have got to check out the online dating results method. You can find it at amyhelt.com. But make sure you head over there anyway and get my seven essential tips for online dating absolutely free. It was so great 
to have you here for this episode today. I'm going to keep tabs on this legislator just to kind of see what ridiculousness is up his sleeve next. I have no idea if we've heard the last of it. I know I will be following the lawsuit for sure. But the next time that you're kind of uncertain about someone and maybe you're not really feeling it, just remember this situation. And remember, if you are clear that it's not a fit, it is okay to just move on. Head on over to amyhelp.com, get those free tips. It was a pleasure doing this episode today. And just remember, dating isn't always great. I'm Amy Heltz. Thank you for joining me today. And I will see you on the next episode of the Dating Disasters podcast.